The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Deco, a leading global manufacturer of propulsion products and drive systems for automotive, heavy-duty, and industrial applications since 1905. We provide innovative solutions for all our customers' current and future mobility challenges. Hello and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for September 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at AE. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's been a historic week for Polestar. The Volvo Cars subsidiary has agreed to go public through a merger with a blank check company at an enterprise value of about $20 billion. This news came exactly three weeks after I spoke with Polestar CEO Thomas Ingeloff at the Munich Auto Show this month. We discussed Polestar's targeted sales volume, which is now 290,000 by 2025, up from 10,000 last year, and we talked about the company's aim to go public. But a lot changed in just 21 days. Fortunately, we also discussed how the four-year-old EV maker is building brand loyalty. And Ingeloff let me know whether the forthcoming Polestar 3, the brand's first SUV, will propel the company to break even or better by 2023 or 2024. He also shared some of his proudest moments since becoming CEO in 2017. Hello, Thomas. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Yeah, hey, good afternoon, Doug. Really nice to see you live for once again. <laughs> I would imagine that unlike in past jobs that you've had, you're thinking now, when I get this Polestar customer, I want this Polestar customer for life. I know everybody wants that, but you have that opportunity to really impress them. And how is that developing? And, and how have you been doing in that mission? No, Doug, I'm... I can't say I'm really active, but definitely I participate and I, I, I look at, I communicate with the customers that are active in Facebook groups, proud owner groups, and there you meet definitely that type of passion, that kind of dedication and joy that they really love the car that they're driving and of course the stuff that we're doing with the poster brand, the look, feels, the design and stuff. Having said that, that clearly comes as well with a responsibility. They definitely tell you as well immediately when they don't like something and they will definitely tell you about what you missed out on and stuff. So that is a very, very good sounding board. How crucial is the Polestar 3 to reaching that point where you guys will be at break even or in the black? Now, obviously, we are not naive in thinking that we will get the same mercy of being a new company that has decades of uh, time before you break even. Indeed, the ambition and the idea is, of course, to achieve that um, within eyesight. So, yeah, Poster 3 definitely will be an enabler for us to get into significant production numbers, but as well to um, reach as well a level where we where, where, where it will be possible to reach break even despite the fact that there's still of course 
very very big development cost to be handled we want to have a product portfolio that is sufficient to really carry a, a brand like Polestar full-fledged so that balance we have to uh, to manage in the next years as far as I know you've never had to stop production and that's quite an accomplishment considering so many other brands including Volvo has had to stop production how have you been able to avoid that well one thing is definitely <laughs> we just simply are volume wise still not that gigantic big and the support that we get from Volvo in helping to develop this brand and prioritizing our production to that um, amount definitely has helped for us to keep it up and running having said that our volume for this year clearly will not be a volume that is purely dictated by demand but it will be as well a volume that is i say now compromised with what we actually volume wise could produce we'll continue our conversation with polestar ceo thomas ingeloff after this message. Deco has been a pioneer in the research, design, manufacture and distribution of essential propulsion drive systems and aftermarket services for automotive, truck, off-highway and industrial applications for more than 115 years. Through its expertise in transferring power quietly and efficiently, Deco has emerged as the global leader in providing system solutions for heavy-duty, hybrid and electric vehicles. Deco designs and manufactures scalable, innovative, efficient, and reliable solutions and delivers premium quality products, namely belt starter generator systems, Deco hybrid modules, and accessory drive components such as belts, decouplers, dampers, tensioners, and more. Deco solutions are driven with a purpose to continuously improve the fuel saving, CO2 reduction, and durability of high and light duty OE vehicles. Deco delivers optimized NVH, noise, vibration, and harshness, and provides lifelong service with exceptional performance as the next standard in the field. Deco's world-class global distribution network services the aftermarket industry with a full offering of kits and products to meet the requirements of each local market. This is accomplished by a dedicated global team of more than 4,000 associates across 42 locations in 21 countries through continuous learning and the desire to act like owners in everything they do. Deco is making products that move the world forward always. To learn more, visit the company's website at www.daco.com. What have been your proudest moments thus far in your years as a CEO? Now, that's a difficult question, Doug. I mean, <laughs> this summer was fun. We spent a lot of time over the weeks this summer in headquarters and Funnily enough, there were moments where you saw a poster 2 coming up, parking on our, just in front of headquarters, and there was a German number plate and a big roof rack with stuff. And I walked downstairs because I was curious, and then it was actually a family traveling to Norway, visiting, and that journey with two kids in their poster 2 all the way, charging along the way to Norway. And on their way back, they passed Gothenburg, and then the, the 
father family and said, oh yeah, no, I, I, I realized that the headquarters is actually on the way. So I thought, come on, let's stop and uh, have a look. So they came and of course we have down in the foyer, we have a Poster 1 and 2 and a cake bike. And um, then the, the, the Beast, this, this a special version of the Poster 2 is on a park, parking lot. So there was something to, to look at and talk about. So that was, of course, a moment where I first felt like proud about, you know, a customer doing that trip with the family, being on the way, being that much, you know, into the brand to come and see headquarters. And I was proud on that. And I was very, very impressed with the patience of the wife and the kids that were sitting in the car waiting till dad had finished talking to, to the CEO. <laughs> no, it was, was a nice moment. Oh, wow, and completely spontaneous. Uh, this was not planned at all. It was just, it came out of the blue, huh? That came out of the blue, and it was not the only one. I actually have a picture the other way around, a Norwegian who did exactly the same thing, stopped by, and I've never seen that face, so he was parking there right in front and said, oh, where do you come from? Oh, from Norway. I'm on my way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Italy, and... Uh, I thought I might stop by here and have a look at Poster. He, he drove the Poster too. He actually later on did a long, long report on his trip on Facebook where he described all the stats of where he charged and how it was really lovely. Fantastic. And, and that's how you folks are becoming part of their lifestyles. One of the things that I've heard is that Polestar has been very good about converting test drivers to customers. And uh, actually sort of setting a standard. No one's giving the number. If you would like to give me the number of the percentage of those people that are doing it, that would be great. But I know that you probably won't. But at the same time, what has been the difference? How have you been so successful in getting someone to get from the test drive to signing the contract to become a Polestar customer? That's probably top-notch company secret here. <laughs> no, it's very simple. I mean, the... That's as well a learning in it. What what do people actually seek in a test drive? And be adapted to it, for example, making it longer, making it more uh, possible to get, get your own experience. We are actually going now to the extent that we say, okay, if you want to have you know the car over the weekend because that is when you actually have the peace and the and the the, the, the peace of mind as well to actually do it uh, the way you want to do it. And as well, not always having somebody in the car, but actually being as well on your own in the car to not feel monitors when you discover things. So all these things to, to make it a really successful test drive to start with. And then anybody selling EVs, and I give that knowledge for free to everybody, it is about giving people a bit of an insight what it means what it means when you charge, what, what is important um, to, to know about your daily life, your travel, what do you have to adapt to. A lot of people just simply have no idea what it means to go from a combustion engine car to an electric car. And that, of course, helps as well. And third thing, we always said it's not a push sales. We don't want to talk people into buying it. But People definitely want to meet an expert who can explain it to them and to represent the brand in that way of a, you know, a transparent brand that talks about not only the beauty of it, but as well what are the problems with driving an electric car, how do you overcome the obstacles that there are. 
So just simply being a real um, authentic partner in it. And um, of course, you want to make sure that people are fascinated about the product and, and, and go for it. But you definitely should not try to sell something to somebody who at the end of the day is not 100% convinced. But so far, so good. You folks are off and running. And I want to thank you, Thomas, for joining us for the Automotive News Europe podcast. It was a pleasure to meet and talk to you, Doug. We spoke with Thomas Ingeloff at the Munich Auto Show. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a wide range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up this episode of the Automotive News Europe podcast for September 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at a &E. Thanks so much for being with us. We hope you'll tune in again soon.